All right. Welcome to the Barman and Bevo podcast, episode 36. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Barman. Mike, how are you? Fantastic. How are you, Bevo? I'm doing well. How was your trip to South Carolina? It was wet and nasty the entire drive there, the entire time there, the entire time back. (laughs) Was it just yesterday or did you go Saturday night? No, I I just... um, uh, I had to work Saturday night, so got a few hours of sleep and headed out. Was wishing that the race was in Auburn instead of Clemson, so I would have gotten the time change for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I could have left an hour later. Yeah, but you would have been driving into the eye of the hurricane, I think. I guess. <laughs> it was rough. Okay, so you were up in South Carolina yesterday for yep. the... Uh, Georgia Tech Cycling. I'm the cycling coach there, and we had our conference championships at, uh, was hosted by Clemson and Tim Molyneux at Top View Sports. I know that name. Does he buy stuff from you? I've cold called him. Oh, really? I think so. I know that name. Tim Well, he... Uh, Have he, I met Tim? Um, uh, Tucker Criterium, yes, you did. He was inside the trailer, the white trailer, yeah. because his red trailer was in Florida. And he had a black jacket on, and it was raining. Uh, I think That's, I introduced you to everybody that was there at the trailer before we headed up to do the podcast at Snyder Cycles. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think I've called him in the past. I'm a, you must have introduced yeah, I mean, You introduced me to a ton of people that day. Like, I met... Well, I already knew Andy Bailey. Yes. New subscriber to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> and I met uh, Ronnie... Ronnie Bradshaw. I've seen twice in the last month now. Yes. Um, and I saw, is it Mike, the judge? Uh, Mike Jones. Yeah. Which you know from, from the Pittsburgh, tower. Right. Which you know from the tower. He's, he's a Pittsburgh guy. From the Velodrome Tower. Right. And God knows who else I you introduced me to that day. Um, so was the SECC Conference Championships? Yes, it was. Road Championships. And how did Georgia Tech do? Mark another W down for another... Conference championship. How many is that? Round Road for club, club sports. Uh, we, I believe it's our fourth in seven years. All at your helm? Yes. Four for seven? Yes. It's pretty damn good. It is pretty good. Even for a barman. <laughs> now, if I could just get that office thanks to Paul Johnson's in the, in the uh, mop closet. It might not I'll be his be office right. next year. No, he, he uh, extended. Oh, wow. Yeah, they extended him to 2021. And then the NCAA changed the rules on cut blocking past five yards a couple oh, of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think they know that Georgia Tech. Once you get into that type of offense, you really yeah. can't. You really can't switch without deciding to totally. You either need to completely abandon it or kind of gradually switch to, yeah. you know. But I really else. feel like Paul Johnson's growing as a coach. He's. Doing, the, he's changed. He throws a lot more than he used to. Um, he does a lot of things differently, and I think he's on the right track. I don't think Georgia Tech could find a better coach currently, or that's available that yeah. would want to take the job that would be better. Right. And uh, the Georgia, I believe Georgia Tech's financial situation. Part of the reason Radovic left as the athletic director to go to Clemson was the fact that it was much easier to find. Uh, booster money. The athletic department was in a much easier financially. Was it was a lot easier to get things done. And uh, for an athletic director, that's 
probably what 90% of their job is just raising funds, making sure it goes to the right, re, the resources get used correctly and, and then providing the proper coaching that, that you need to win. So how, how does, um, how does Georgia tech as a club sport get, do you guys get any funding? The student government association does supply funding per, uh, per, uh, uh, Per school year, right? Um, club sports receive depending on how many students actually participate in the club. Usually, we range between thirty-three and forty athletes. Uh, there is a, a minimum payment of, I believe, it's one hundred and fifty dollars that is required by the student government in order to get that money. Right. But once you've paid the hundred and fifty. The club pays for your kit. They pay for your, all your racing. They do. They pay for all your travel. Um, so wow. if you want to participate, it works out. And it, it's a the um, the student fees on activities. I believe is in the over a thousand dollars a semester now. Wow! So a great way to kind of get that money back that you're paying that you're paying Georgia Tech is to participate in some of these club sports where your travels paid for your 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 activity is paid for your light racing license is paid for if you do qualify for nationals that trip is paid for so it's a great opportunity for it for those people to do that what um how many kids are on the i know you guys have basically three teams four teams well we have a mountain well, season a right. road season. i know you do four to three right. or four disciplines right so road, mountain, cycle cross, cycle cross, and track, and track. Okay. Yeah, and each one of those disciplines has its own collegiate national championship. Okay, and I'm assuming some of the kids do both or three or four. Most of them do. Out of the 35 to 40 athletes we have, I'd say 80 percent of them actually double up in some capacity with road and mountain. With track, usually we have about five or eight people. Mm -hmm. um, we're very fortunate. Some of our alumni, uh, like Chris Nuziata and uh, Eric Heidel, usually sponsor if anyone wants to take the track class. If any Georgia Tech <coughs> uh, team rider would like to take the track class, they're, they're, they offer sponsorship for that, and they'll help them uh, get through the beginners program and get them racing and pay for their season pass, usually at the velodrome. So they, they just have to supply, the kids just have to supply their own bike. Right. Um, and the team does have a few bikes. Uh, we actually do have a, a, a track bike that's available for larger people. Um, it's a 57 centimeter that was donated by Dr. Lee Childers. Uh, that when he moved, he decided to leave with the team. And then for Mountain and Road, we have usually about three or four bikes available. We try to find someone who's interested and committed to the whole season because part of winning the conference has a lot to do with how many people participate. So we did uh, the fundraiser for the track club two weeks ago. Right, the barbecue for Ronnie Patrick. Do Patrick's you guys do any kind of those events for Georgia Tech or no? Um, we, we do a tailgate at Homecoming. Mm -hmm. uh, we usually don't, have don't some brats. Don't bring that up. What? <laughs> oh, you want to talk about the, uh, the when you had your phone settings on so low <laughs> that I couldn't even let you know that we had brats and hot dogs on Fifth Street. Um, but we, tr we try to do it at homecoming, depending on where the mountain bike race season is. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Uh, the athletes have 
found quite a bit of sponsorship opportunities with the people walking just to the stadium uh, over the Fifth Street Bridge that didn't know that there was a cycling team at Georgia Tech. Right. So it's a great opportunity for them to reach out. And uh, for me, uh, you know, I only have an AA degree. I didn't go to a four-year university. But to me, looking from the outside in, that's really what being collegiate is, is is using your alumni association, using your alumni contacts to help you. And in return, you're actually helping them if you if you get a job placement or if you can help them with any activities that they might need. Um, and, and it's worked out really, really, really well over the years. Some of our students have found jobs with some of the alumni uh, companies or companies they work for. Uh, quite a few of them actually work at Delta, where some of our uh, the East Point Track Club riders uh, work at. Uh, so any opportunity in life, like you and I, when we need a job, we call each other to see what's go- what's going on. Where are we? Where are we um, in the restaurant business? And this is kind of the same type of deal that the Georgia Tech uh, folks participate in. Um, so the road season is over other than nationals? Oh, other than nationals, yeah, uh, like a traditional collegiate like a uh, collegiate racing season we finish with conference and then usually two weeks later the national championships occur okay so just like football where you have your you finish your regular season you go to conference championships then you go to national championships is are some of them fall some of them spring mountain is in the fall uh mountain season usually starts really early uh, actually, usually starts the first week of August, or the um, so the weekend before Labor Day weekend. Okay. So that can be a challenge getting into school and only being there for a week or two before our first race uh, occurs, and some of the travel that goes in there, especially with freshmen that are just getting settled in, might be their first time moving away from their parents and mm-hmm. uh, kind of going through all that, and then realizing that there's a whole bunch of smart people in the world, and they're all in your class. Right. Um. Track is spring. Track is fall also, same as mountain. And cross is actually fall also. And then road is the only spring. So I know occasionally at some of the the summer at at the velodrome, we'll see a couple of the kids out there racing in some of the events from the tech team. Well, some of the alumni still wear the Georgia Tech kit on Wednesday nights. So there's some of that. Um, Right now, Jacob Payne and Jake Holt. Uh, are participating usually they do do some Wednesday night racing or the pro races right. in the Georgia Tech kit and so they uh, their entry fees would be spotted by uh, their season pass is there anything and I know this might be some boring for some people but Mike wanted to go through this because they did just win their fourth national championship no not national championship I, oh, I dream physics. I dream 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 are you guys what are, is anyone going to the national championship? Or uh, not I believe that? Jacob Payne is our only male A, and Perrin on the female side probably could go if she wanted. It's in Grand Junction, Colorado, uh, so it's not a bad trip. John Kroon could hook him up. <laughs> <laughs> he could he could spot him spot him a space in his spotted space in his spotted <laughs> space. Um, is there any is there any place that we can send our listeners to support the Georgia Tech? cycling team usually the facebook page the georgia tech cycling team facebook page is the best way to communicate if you'd like a georgia tech cycling kit 
uh, alumni are welcome to purchase them. Uh, just alumni? Just alumni. <laughs> Usually. I can't buy one? I believe you could buy one. Usually the kit order opens at the beginning of each semester and then closes a few weeks afterwards. And so if you look at the Facebook, if you uh, like the Facebook page, you'll get the information about when the kits are available, when our home, uh, when our uh, tailgate is. Um, we have in the, in the spring, uh, or it, we've done some team dinners uh, where alumni and, 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 and guests are welcome. Uh, but th- this kind of group of folks have kind of changed that into just a team only dinner. Um, all right. Well, let's dive into the world of professional cycling. Um, do you want to start with um, Chris Froome? Do you want to start with the Alps? What do you want to start with? Why don't we do a quick recap of the Amstel Gold, which was Sunday, I believe. Yes. Do you get a chance to watch any of that? I don't know where to watch it. You have to You have to do the sneaky VPN. Was it FUBU TV again or yeah. is it something else? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the hard part about FUBU TV is it goes from Tour de France to Tour de France. So because I didn't need it for the tour, I, I didn't get it. So now it feels like wasted money. Right. To pay the, the Tour de France is two months away. Two months away. So, so I actually listened to it. Uh, the Dutch coverage actually comes up pretty well. Uh, my Dutch isn't very strong, but uh, I have a general idea of how the racing was going. And Amstel Gold moved off of a Kahlberg uh, climb finish. They still hit it a few times uh, in the f- finishing laps, but it's much flatter and much closer to a Peter Sagan style of Michael Matthews. And those guys is finished, even though um, I believe Alejandro Valverde's won that race three or four times. Well, it was, what was funny was just reading the recap of, of who won, how they won, and who they beat. Um, so it was, a, if I remember correctly, it was a crap. We were talking, it was, what's his name's team? Vinokurov's team. It's Astana Vinokurov's Astana, team. And I believe he's Danish. Michael Valgren. Uh, I believe it's Michael Valgren Anderson. I just saw Michael Valgren. So like they, the double S style Anderson Danish. Um, and this is actually his second classics win, not monument, but classics win. But they said what I read was wins on a late attack over Sagan and Valverde. Well, Sagan and Valverde, uh, Astana had a teammate. It was, it was Valgren and uh, Jacob Folsing that were in the group together of about 10 or 11 riders. So they were taking turns attacking and really Peter Sagan and Alejandro Valverde really got fed up with having to pull back everything. Mm-hmm. So they said, you know what, you know, if you don't pull it back, then let those guys win. They have their wins. Valverde and Sagan aren't hurting for wins this season. And so the other, the other people that were in that break, and that's really where we are now with some of these classics, with Sagan not wanting to pull everybody up and not and without them doing their work. So I think eventually, over the next year or two, people will work quite a bit more with them. So I was thinking about this after our last podcast, maybe even earlier this weekend. Um, I was thinking about Peter Sagan, and I think I've asked this question before, but I may not have. Going into the way that we've discussed that you feel the Tour de France is going as far as how the organizers are setting it up for French riders. Bardet. Right. And Pinot. Yeah. But does that help a guy like Sagan, 
who would normally go after the green jersey give him a shot to actually maybe win a race like that or no not currently there's do you think he'll or do you think he'll ever have the mindset hey i actually want to win the tour de france because i think he's one of those you don't think so i i think the tour may actually flatten it out and maybe just put like two real serious mountain stages in someday either the giro or the the or the tour will try to get Someday they'll try to get Sagan an opportunity to win a Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done that in the past with Francisco Mosier, uh, with with favorites that didn't climb very well, mm-hmm. and so they kind of give you, they kind of say, "Hey, this is this is your opportunity." <clears throat> they make the route for them, and then and then they give them their best chance. And so that would be a, a completely different mindset than what is currently going on. Sure. Where there's three days of mountains, four days of flats. Yes. Three days of mountains, four days of flats. Yes. Day off. And then the the old Tour de France from back when I remember first watching in the eighties, um, and which would help Sagan out quite a bit, would be uh, they might have they would have eleven or twelve days of just flat stages in a row. Yeah. Then you would go right into the mountains. Can you imagine and that? do and do well, the TV coverage would be awful. It would be 11 or 12 days of boring yes. riding other than the last the, five the minutes last of the race. Five yeah, the last and five then, minutes of the race. So then they would go into the mountains a little bit, and then they would have a 100-kilometer time trial. Whoa. A time trial. The old time trials used to last well over an hour. So someone like Sagan could actually make Take, like five or six minutes up on the time trial on no someone kidding. who might could outclimb him. Mm-hmm. And so that would be, and then even it out. It would that would even it out, but without those long time trials and 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 the number of uh, mountaintop finishes that they like to have, that's just not currently the way it's working. Um, any other notes from Amstel Gold? You know, what we didn't talk about last week. What's that? We skipped over the guy that had the heart attack during the race during the oh the uh, kid that passed away, Michael. Michael Goularts. I thought we mentioned it. He hadn't. We talked away. about it before. I don't think he passed away by the time. I think it was Monday morning that we found out. We. I found out Sunday night. Oh really? Yeah. It was. I saw three reports. One was that he had a heart attack on the course. One that he had gone to the hospital, and then the third one after that that he had passed away. Well, he, he had a heart event. On the, Are you on sure the we didn't talk about this? We talked about it before the show, but I don't think oh. we talked about it during the show. I realized so very, very similar to like Hank Gathers, yeah, um, and other collegiate athletes. Um, there are times where young, very fit young people have heart conditions that they don't know about, and unfortunately, when the you know the heart is just a muscle like anything else, and when eventually. If there is an abnormality that isn't found in there, a heart event can happen. And honestly, it probably it could happen in training. It could happen in racing. It could happen. Could have happened that, that night the, after in, the race. In, in could the have shower, fallen, it yeah. can happen. It can happen in, in a lot of ways in a lot of different places. And so that usually goes more into if it's my time, it's my time, and not what I do has a lot to do with when I pass away. From what I read, they had pulled the paddles out. On the side of the road, and we're trying to get him. They got. I think they got him resuscitated, but he just didn't make it when he got. Um, well, we to had the a sem- we had a training accident with uh, with Hal Mueller, number thirty eight, that's on the boards of the track. Right, and it was very it was very similar. He crashed awkwardly, um, which led me to believe on a track bike it's a little bit easier because when you stop pedaling, you get thrown over. Right, um, and so when. 
when we were all trying to resuscitate how unfortunately even the paddles didn't really didn't yeah. bring anything back and so that's always a an interesting moment I'm sorry when was that that might have been 2014 oh, wow yeah, and he was a good friend, a great, started, a, good, well, a, good, a good racer. And was I there then? Mm, no, I, you might have done one um, uh, confession. Might have missed me. that one or something. You might. Well, it wasn't at, during the event. It was actually in uh, the winter time or gotcha. winter training series. In, gotcha. But it was in like January or February. Mm. It was really odd. I was on the track at the time, and I actually saw it happening up ahead of us. Wayne and I were kind of hanging out, and so it was it was really odd and. It was an emotional moment for all of us. There was, um, I didn't drink Jim Beam that night. I went for, right for the makers and, um, and <clears throat> went in Rome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Wednesday, we've got Flesh Malone, the second of the three Arnberg Classics. I think they call it something like that. The um, Arnberg, not Arnberg. Um, the so Amstel, Flesh Malone, and Liege Bastogne. Liege are the hillier classics. Yes. Um, so than saw, the Perry Roubaix and the Tour of Flanders. So I saw 196k. Yes. For that race. Mm-hmm. Hardest climb in all the classics. They do it. I thought I saw three loops on one hill. Well, there's. And it's like a 9.5 gradient. Uh, Fresh Fresh Wallone, Fletch Wallone, yeah, um, is actually a race that Lance won back yeah. in back in his day, and it's a great video because he he sta- he's solo and stands up at the bottom of the climb and just he nails he nails that climb. I wish I could say he was clean at the time, but we you know that wasn't the case. Um, what about? It so probably was an EPO at the time, though. Uh, so Wednesday, Flesh Malone, Sunday, Liege Best on Liege. Flesh uh, Malone, uh, probably Valverde. Okay. Liege is going to be a, a, a weird one. All right. So you've got these three classics within one week. Yes. Plus you've got the tour. I've never heard of the Tour of the Alps. Is that a relatively new one? or is No, that- they changed the name. I believe it used to be the either the Tour of Piedmont or the Tour. It's actually an Italian race. So as an American, when we read Tour of the Alps, we think it's like a precursor to the Tour de France. It's actually a precursor to the Giro d'Italia, and a lot it of it looks like it's a tuna, it looks like it's the um, uh, what's the big tune-up they always do for the Tour de France? Uh, uh, the Dauphine. Yeah, it looks like one of those yes, races, or Paris Nice, or yes, yeah. So, but but it's an it's actually an Italian race. Well, I mean the Alps the, uh, the Alps go through yes six countries. Yes, I mean Italy, Switzerland, Germany, France, Spain. And probably I'm missing. I'm probably missing one, like right. Luxembourg or somebody, or who knows. True. Um, um, all right. So the Tour of the Alps, five day stage race. I thought it was six, but it might be up. I, just five I thought days. I saw five. Or Usually, if something starts on a Monday, it would be at least to the Saturday. Um, crap! And I left my phone upstairs, so I can't look up any of the stuff on there. Um, I saw that. Astana won stage one. Yes. Uh, I didn't see who it was, but I saw Astana. And then I saw Froome. Is, Froome's actually in this race. Yes. And he's back 20 seconds of the leader. 
He was a little bit off on the final climb. He's still um, in relatively good shape, but... Yes. Him and George... Uh, Froome and George Bennett and uh, Pazavito. Um, and uh, I think there's one other are really on a good... On a good... They're, they're climbing rather well, so... Okay. Uh, Aru. Freddie Aru. Yeah. Fabian Aru. I think it's Fabian. Fabian. Freddie... I'm thinking of... Freddie Adu or something. That's what I was... When you said Freddie and then A, I was thinking Adu. Um, all right. And then we've got the Giro coming up here in a couple weeks, yep, right? May 4th is the start, so... Oh, you know what I realized? What? The the track event is on Cinco de Mayo and the Kentucky Derby. Yes. You son of a... <laughs> You'll love it. You'll have a great time. I'd have a greater time if call, I was watching the Kentucky Derby. You can call the Kentucky Derby during the race. That's, well, that's actually, a good idea. I'll Kroom, watch it on well, the iPad. Kroom's record attempt is for 6 p.m. Who? John Kroom's Kilo record is. attempt. You've never heard of him? <laughs> I'm so disappointed that people will not listen to that episode. <laughs> I guess we should have broke it off into two people. Kevin loved it. Kevin yes. <laughs> he loved it. Well, he was on a 90-mile ride, so anything you could do to anything you could do to, to kill some of that time, so you don't realize how far. Hey, how far we've we've eclipsed 1,100 downloads. That's <laughs> awesome. That I mean, it's like awesome. a, we're like 1,119. Right. Um, that was a quick click, like 119. I mean, that has been like three, three weeks. Um, traction, Jess. We're gonna be famous. She's upstairs with the baby. I think. Uh, oh, Violet. Violet, uh, we're going to be famous. I'm on daddy duty all week. Congrats. How Except for thir- Thursday. Relatively good. <laughs> it was, it's odd to have only like half hour increments to do stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the baby for half an hour. Hopefully she falls asleep for half an hour. Yes. Change the baby. <laughs> Look at the baby for half an hour and then repeat. Right. <laughs> uh, the only day I'm not. Thursday, I got to go to Athens, which is not going to be. I hate going to Athens uh, for work. Yeah, oh, I thought you said you had the week off. I do, but I, I, my mom's coming, so uh, I got to help one of the new guys out at work and go to Athens for a, a show for 4H. Oh, so that's cool. could be a good opportunity for us. Um, any other cycling things that we? Sh- you want to talk a little bit about Chris Froome? Not one answer. Well, Froome, 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 Froome is refusing to talk about it. He's gone back to the – this was supposed to be private anyways. And he, Froome and Team Sky are getting on to the UCI for talking about his – for talking about his possible his, – his adverse analytical finding. And the UCI is the one that's bringing up. And now Froome and Team Sky are saying – that no, we that, that they shouldn't be. The UCI should not be talking about this every week, but they are. Was there? There was something else you wanted to talk about. Like Tenerife. Tenerife. That's right. I got it written right here. The Canary Island. It's it's good to see the racing. Is that where Doctor Ferraris are residing at this point? He might be. Or <laughs> <laughs> seeing a prison they, cell. Uh, actually, Wada actually created a lab uh, a collecting facility there because so many athletes were going there. To train because it was such a doping zone. Anytime someone takes doesn't want to race, 
but chooses to ex- to exclude themselves in a high altitude training camp for 12 days and then post the rides on Strava. That's not a very good sign that they're on that they're they're doing anything anything in a positive manner. So what is Tenerife? It's a it's a Spanish island, but it's off of Morocco, so it's further south than like the Straits of Gibraltar, Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is high altitude. What was the I other think one you were comparing to? Like Twelve it to? or fourteen thousand. What was the other place you were comparing it to? Uh, Girona, Spain. Yes. Which all the American the American cyclists all live at. Because Johan Brunil lived there, so he Lance wouldn't have to take his drugs. So he wouldn't have to take his drugs back to Belgium. Mm-hmm. He moved there. Um, was there something else you wanted to talk about with that, or, or you just wanted to bring it up? I just wanted to bring it up. You think that's where Froome was going, or? Well, Froome was there for twelve days. That's what that. Oh, that boy. So the cool part is, is when Sky dies, that'll probably all die. Also, that the. 22-day training camp of posting your Strava ride so people know that you're riding and that. And and it'll go back to actually the best way to train is to race. Right. That's why we're seeing, like, some of these big-name riders having such a good early season. Yes. Like the Valverde. You expect it from Sagan because this is his season. Right. You know, he'll, he'll compete for the green jersey in the tour as long as he doesn't get thrown out again. Um, well, as long as Cavendish doesn't have an issue, he should be fine. <laughs> I haven't heard much from Cavendish in the last few. No, weeks. he's crashed a couple of times. He's up. He's pissed. People are calling him a crasher. Whatever he's got to do to get paid. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Atlanta United. The five stripes. Five stripes looked good last night. That was the, by far the best MLS game I have ever watched in my entire life. From a competition level? Just the way the teams were playing? Well, the one thing I noticed about... Uh, so we put the... Atlanta United played the New York City Football Club last night. Um, Who are owned by Manchester City. That's why they wear... That like makes blue. a lot of sense. That's why they wear like blue and that's that, why... That explains why they That's why the coach is going to... He's actually going to be the Man City coach eventually someday in the future. Makes sense to why they have all the European players there too. Yes, which play European David, style. David Villa and yeah. well, Pirlo was there last year, but he retired from Italy. And then they had another one I saw um, that might have been from Spain or Portugal. I can't remember. Yep. Entertaining game. The referee. I thought the referee actually did call it a pretty, did a good, pretty good game. He he was right to call back the goal on Nagby, even though that thing was. Gorgeous. Well, I'm, what is Martinez doing? I told you he's doing the Valenzuela shuffle. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> Why is he next to the keeper? The ball's not next to the well, keeper. Well, not only Why that, but like, like, he didn't like go out of his way to hit the keeper, but he didn't go out of his way not to hit the keeper. Well, I think he wouldn't have been called if he was going. If he if, if he, he had been, yard, if he would have been heading back towards like being onside. No, he, I think he would. I think they would have let it stand. No call if he doesn't touch the keeper. Probably. Probably. It was that simple. So, I mean, he was but the kind of was wandering around there. offside. It was so bizarre. It was, he, because it, the replay was like, why is Martinez touching the keeper? Yeah, what was, I mean, his he just didn't seem to have his head in it. No, not at all. Well, he hasn't really scored a lot of goals in the last few games. Well, his hands broke. How did he break his hand? I saw that. How did he break his hand? Nah, I, don't, I don't remember practice? now. We're talking about practice? Practice? 
I had, an interesting, I had an interesting story about that the other day. That situation that... Uh, Alan Iverson? Yeah. Do you know why he missed practice that day? Why did he miss practice? Appar- I heard apparently his, like his brother, his brother-in-law got shot. And he was at the funeral. Um, <laughs> and it didn't come up until like later in the week when somebody said, Hey, why did you miss practice? He goes... <laughs> are we talking about practice? No, but he actually answered the question. Oh, I don't know about that one. I'll have to look it up. Um, we got the uh, debut of Ezekiel Bar- Barco, the 19-year-old I was talking about maybe yes. a week or two ago. Yes. Um, I thought the kid looked fast. Well, Qu- he quick. was in there late. He only had 10 minutes or 12 minutes of playing time. I thought he had a little bit more. I thought he went in at like the 75-minute mark. Nah, well, 15, that's 15 minutes. Plus three is 18. <laughs> looked fast. Yes. Looked very good with the ball. Yes. Um, may, Argentinian kid. He's 19 years old. We <laughs> stole him for $15 million. Stole him? Yeah. I, I, mean, like I still don't understand like, like how Like the that cheating would, raves? To me... <laughs> To me, it sounds like it's the slave trade. As bad as that sounds, the way soccer players that is are something that bought I really and sold. Dis- that I really dislike about soccer. Is it's like, so you know, weird, right? Well, it, it really, you know, those youth leagues, you know, their budget is is based upon the fact that one out of 20 kids is going to make it. And it's going to be worth $20 million. So they do the math. And actually, he does the math backwards. And he knows that the whole uh, paying the 20, 20, 16-year-olds this amount of money that... They make... 15% or 20%. And the that. NFL players complain. Yeah. Uh, so I thought he looked good. Um, he did. It was a national game on Fox Fox Sports. Alexi Lawless was well, I guess FS1 and ESPN are combining their MLS. They're just picking up as much soccer as they can at yeah, this point. Yeah, but they're sharing rights yeah. upon mm-hmm. who. Because yeah, last week I think we were on ESPN. Yeah, I agree. Um so I, I started listening to Alexi Lawless's podcast. Oh, does he have one? I'll start list. It's great. It's called like State of the Union or something like that. Oh, really? Pretty good. And it's like, it's some of them are like 30 minutes. Some of them are like 50 minutes. It's him and another guy. They just talk soccer. They talk a lot about the MLS. They talk about his some own, of the... His own Bebo? Yeah. No, his own barman. His own barman. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. It's good though. I listened to it on um, Sunday while I was doing some yard work. So uh, the one thing he said, like you doing yard work, was doing stuff in the garden. Okay. How the beans looking this year? Green beans are popping up. Are they? Sweet. Um, you got enough for a shrimp cocktail here. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the one thing that I like to me, it seemed like that building was nuts on Sunday. It seemed pretty cool. I mean, everyone was up for the game. I knew they were playing New York Football Club. I knew it was going to be a good game on Saturday. Well, they're so. undefeated as well, I think. Well, they're undefeated. Atlanta, we're not, not undefeated, but we're undefeated at home. Yes. Um, but even Alexi Lawless was commenting, "This is insane for MLS game to have seventy thousand people in a stadium." Oh yeah, and it looked great. You wouldn't think that this was a football stadium for for the like a professional football team. It's like a whole different turnover. Did, uh, Lawless was in Europe for like two weeks, somewhere in the middle of his career. Yeah, but there's no other. Well, what, what, what does he have to compare it to? The LA Galaxy? What was he talking about? Well, he played for in Italy, and he played in. I'm looking it up. I think he was only there for a little. He was there. He played a couple of years over there. I don't think he played all that much. I think he got loaned back to ML to MLS. 
I think he probably played more in Latin America than he did in Europe. Was he on one of the Mexican teams? Probably. Like just south of the border, like Tijuana style? Maybe. So I don't know. that's awesome that he has a podcast. I think he's had a couple. I like him. I think he's entertaining. I met him in person. He's a super nice guy. I thought that was Bruce Arena. I met both. I, I didn't Bruce, get my, I, didn't I thought my, Bruce was the nice guy. Bruce was a dick. <laughs> so I guess you don't listen to the Bruce Arena podcast. I don't think he has enough listeners. <laughs> Would he be below Barbara DeBevo? Yes. <laughs> I don't know anybody that likes him. <laughs> and if I did, they wouldn't be friends of mine. <laughs> um, yeah, but you like think about it. There's no other. The only place that I could think of in the MLS that was like that is Seattle. Where do they, they, do they, they play, play outdoors in the in the they play football in the, stadium? They play in the football stadium. Like I don't know that there's another team. Maybe Chicago plays in in Soldier Field, um, but I think everybody else has their own stadium at this point. Well, the usually the Chargers usually, are usually they stadiums build, with the, yeah, with the LA Galaxy. But most, most teams just build the thirty five thousand person mm-hmm. stadium, and and you know it happens to be a benefit that that this stadium was built for football and American football and soccer and putting on large events, and it's it's brand spanking new, and it's amazing. It's Padova in Italy. They probably are relegated at this point down to the second league. So, like I said, so 94-95, he was at Padova. So, that was right after the World Cup. He had 33 appearances, actually. And then he then they loaned him back to the New England Revolution for 57 appearances. Then it was Metro Stars, uh, the Kansas City Wizards. That would be NPSL. That, that's what I was thinking. That's not even MLS. And then he has actually a 96 appearances with the United States team between 91 and 98. Mm-hmm. So That's it? He didn't play in Latin America at all? Mm-mm. Nope. Oh. Uh, then the New England Revolution loaned him to Emelik. Where's that? I don't know. I'll have to pull it up. Emelik. Oh, they have a cool little... Uh, they have like the U.S. interstate sign, but it's like blue, blue and white. Okay. It is El Bambillo. The light bulb. Um, That's going to be like Brazil or Mexico. The blue ballet. Why is it not giving? The train blue. (laughs) (laughs) Siri A. That's Italy. That's Italy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Oh, Ecuadorian. Okay. Sorry. I should have read the. <clears throat> the other one, the other, that first team was probably Serie A. Right. That's that's the Italian league. And then... I could have sworn he was with like AC He actually Milan. has no starts for them. Oh, wow. He was just on loan and then didn't have a start. So okay. then he was Metro Stars, Kansas City Wizards, and then the LA Galaxy where he had 69 starts. All right. So this weekend, Atlanta United... Going to the Zlatan Ibrahimovic show in L.A. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, he didn't have any goals this week, so he only played like 25, 30 minutes. But he didn't. Well, have they're any showing a lot of his highlights from earlier in the week. So apparently, the guys just said, "I'll do whatever you need me to do while I'm here." No, which is good. 
He probably wants to be an owner in the league or something. He's probably trying to get a Beckham deal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You get a free team in Miami if you can find some rich guy to help you. All right. Enough of the Atlanta United talk. No more five stripes? Uh, I don't know that there's anything else to talk about with them. No, I don't think so. Just how good the game was yesterday. I'll tell you who else looked really good again. How disappointed you were. That we tied? No, you said they didn't play very well. Who? You. When? Just now. The Atlanta United? Yeah. I thought they played great. Oh, okay. I never saw I that. Thought, I thought... I, I said it was the best. I, I said it was this. one of the best MLS games I that I had ever you. seen. I agree and then, with you. Oh, you didn't say that part. No, I was going to compare it to the Orlando game last year. You must have missed that. I didn't. No, I, I texted you in the middle of the game and said, "I love watching this team. It's so much fun." It is. I mean, it's it's the most fun I've had watching American soccer in ten years. Yes, by far. Whether well, that was the best, whether American that's soccer the U.S. Well, <laughs> national team or the MLS, we aren't in the World Cup. So. <laughs> what? Well, there's no World Cup. <laughs> there's no World Cup. Putin's going to cancel it. We might be at war by then. Who knows? <laughs> um. Oh, who? You know who else looked good was um. What's this? The kid, the the midfielder, Garcia. Garcia. No. Um. The, the kid from Paraguay. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? I have a hard time with all their names. Almiron. Oh, yeah. He, I thought he looked spectacular yesterday. Yeah. That, I'm was. so disappointed for for Nagby. That goal was gorgeous. Yes. It was gorgeous. If Martinez was doing what he was, oh. what he was supposed to be doing, everything would have been just fine. All right. So we've got the uh, Tampa Bay-New Jersey game on. I put it on just for you. Thank you. Actually, I watched. I watched a couple minutes the other night. Actually, I watched more. They've been dominant. <laughs> I, I watched more Penguins um, Flyers than. Man, it's there were a lot of penalties. Series. They, there there series. were a lot of penalties in there. All right, game. so let's talk. We'll talk quickly about the NHL. We know Anunziata doesn't want to hear about it. So, uh, especially what? when his Devils are down. Well, he was up at the shop on Saturday. Oh, he was up at the shop on Saturday, so you know he's just going to say it's the same. Why it's the same garbage? Him? It's the same garbage I get. Well, Melissa. Uh, his Melissa in love was picking up her bicycle that I had worked on Friday, another DI2 build. And so uh, they were up Saturday morning getting stuff. Um, all right, so playoffs. We'll talk quickly. couple shocking, well, a couple not-so-shocking uh, results. Boston up 2-0 on Toronto. Tampa Bay up on 2-0 on New Jersey. San Jose up 2-0 on Anaheim. Nashville up 2-0 on uh Oh, Colorado. And against your prediction, the Las Vegas Golden Knights mm-hmm. up 3 nothing on the L.A. Kings. Wow. <laughs> well, they could get through round one. I was – they're not going to – You thought right. they were going to be out in the first round. You well, said that. that usually happens that over – especially teams that peak that early. Here's who's going to be potentially out in the first round. Ooh. Down 2 nothing, losing two games at home. Yes. The Washington Crapitals. Crapitals? The Crapitals. Again? Down 2 nothing. to uh, Columbus. In over, who, who lost both games in overtime. John, always angry, Tortorella. <laughs> <laughs> so good old torts. And torts. <laughs> always angry. If anybody's going to throw a trash can on the ice, it's going to be that guy. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Knight stuff? Mm-hmm. I believe there's a 30 for 30 about Bobby Knight. Yes. That was, was it last two? 
Is it tomorrow? It's probably tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, shocking from... Well, not so shocking. Not shocking. Capitals have never gotten out of the second round. No. And you know what? They'll put another banner up that they won the Metropolitan <laughs> Division. They've got like 50 banners up, and they've never been out of the second round of the playoffs. How's that happen? I have no idea. All I know is the Penguins have like five banners up, and they're all for Stanley Cups. Dang. <laughs> Soon to be a sixth. Penguins, Philly. Uh, P- Pittsburgh up two to one. Three odd games. Game one, Pittsburgh wins, puts a touchdown, gets the extra point, 7 nothing. Second game in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia wins 5-1. to one. Wow. Game three yesterday, which I know you were watching some of, mm-hmm. uh, Pittsburgh wins 5-1 in Philadelphia. Yep. Did you see the story about what Philly fans were putting in the urinals? Uh, no. <laughs> Pictures of Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Now, who put those there? Philly the fans, fans, of course. Or the or the organization. Either one. Either Would, one. Wouldn't surprise me. If you're going to pee, Sid. Well, you know, they hate him there. It doesn't help when he puts up four points against your team every time he plays. Wow. <laughs> it is rough. Um, did, did the Philadelphia Orange get more vibrant? It looked bright yesterday, didn't it? <laughs> Hey, I, Maybe it was the, a day game. I like the color combination they've got. I just yeah. hate the logo. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Flyers. I hate the Flyers. They used to sponsor a cycling team back in the... Oh, did they? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They're then uh, a lot of... For the good, Philadelphia race? Uh, no, well, yeah, it was a pro team Yeah, from there. Um, they just Do you remember had that a tie-in. One year it was on NBC Sports or... Outdoor life that race was on like on a like a, oh it's on I have coverage of the Core States Classic from Philadelphia in the eighties and nineties it's on ESPN. They I remember actually on, watching like, 11, that race a couple years ago. It was it was actually like, it would usually big, be on like at ten or eleven o'clock at night. Isn't the big climb zone? called like the Wall or something like that? Yeah, the Manion Wall. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I, I've watched that race one time. It was <laughs> I was on one time and I re- it, it recorded. It was such a good time. You would have loved going out. Does that race yeah. still exist or no? No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, they've tried a couple times to bring it back, but it just hasn't worked out. Um, MLB. A lot of cancellations this weekend. Well, really, they uh, yeah snow outs and rain outs. Well, and I mean, the weather's awful. I think the Red Sox game this morning was postponed because today's postponed Patriots tonight? Day. No, yes. it's this morning. Yeah, they would have played so they at like ten a.m. It got postponed because of weather. Yeah, the well, the, the stuff that was getting, here, I think they're getting was, dumped uh, on yeah. snow though. Yeah, well, it's it's turning to snow above New York. So we got. Boston at thirteen and two, crazy. Good thing it's early season. The Anaheim Angels thirteen and three. The Astros ten and six. I thought that was a bit disappointing for them. Um, Arizona eleven and four. Pittsburgh eleven and four. They were supposed to be awful. They weren't going to be awful. They traded away their two best players. That doesn't mean that they're going to be bad. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the owner's a jackass. <laughs> and the New York Mets. There are Mets. many jackass owners that have championships. Name two. Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones. How's he a jackass? <laughs> He's a jackass. Jerry Jones I agree with. How's <laughs> Robert Kraft a jackass? He's just a jackass. No, he's not. Yes, he is. The guy's a smart businessman. He's a jackass. How? He's just a jack. You can't back up that argument. I can't. You I'll can't. come back to the next podcast and I'll have him. I'll have my Robert argument. Kraft. Robert Kraft. I'll agree with Jerry Jones. Right. He's nuts. 
We'll get to him in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he had, did you if see? If Robert him? was so smart, why did he not hire Belichick? Belichick the first time he had an opportunity. He was a young owner, didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones, did you see? He had the cancer removed from his. Uh, oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, does Brian? He cut him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's trying to go to other parts of the league. Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> Other parts of his division, he wants to play the Cowboys twice. And Des Bryant was overrated not, when he came in. He's not Terrell he's Owens. <laughs> Terrell Owens wasn't that good either. He's getting in the Hall of Fame. Randy Moss was better. Oh, without a doubt. Randy Moss, yes. for 10 years, was the most dominant wide receiver in football. Well, uh, Randy, you? When he was in Minnesota, and then maybe the year he was in... Year or two, he's in New England with Brady? I don't yes. know how that, that team, I don't think, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. Moss has a Super Bowl for them. I don't know if he does. Yeah, he does. Yes. Um, Indians swept Detroit. We're not talking about that side of baseball. We can talk about the weather, but this, we can't talk this, about it. Did you see what the MLB did? Well, the Indians tried to sell a cap for Jackie Robinson Day, which I think is today or tomorrow. No, it was a couple of days ago. I think it's... Within the last two days, Chief Wahoo hat with the Jackie Robinson patch on the side. Yeah, and they pulled it off the site. Oops. Um, they beat Detroit 11 times in a row. Going back to last season. What's that matter? If it's not the playoffs, it's, it doesn't. It's your, it's your Detroit Tigers. I have. They I are not my Detroit Tigers. <laughs> nice try. That's your team. Well, I'm, I'm a expat. Cheating Braves fan. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You don't cheat cheer for the Braves. I always have. Braves. I used to go to playoff games. They have playoff games cheat, all the you time. You don't cheer for them anymore. They're cheated. <laughs> so who's your team? Detroit. Go back to Detroit. I don't move around as easily as you do. When's the last time I moved around? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me think about that. 92. 92? Are you sure? That's when I started rooting for the Indians. I'm thinking more of the when when did you get on the Green Bay fan? Ninety six. Ninety five or ninety six. Ninety six, I think. That sounds about right. That's when they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. Okay, maybe I just don't like Robert Kraft <laughs> You still owe me an owner this guy. <laughs> Well, that's easy. I mean, McNair in uh, in Houston called them like <laughs> slaves or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't let the slaves, <laughs> we can't let the prisoners run the uh, run the prison. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> All right, Des Bryant got cut. Yes. Apparently, he knew it was coming and sent out a tweet storm on was it Saturday or Sunday that that happened. I think it's a weird time for him to get released. It was super weird. Yeah, it, something else must have happened. And so, yeah, it must have been Saturday. I think Friday night or Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Because he, he released a bunch of tweets, and then all of a sudden he had a meeting with Jerry Jones, and then the next thing you know, he's cut. Yes. And then my father and my brother, like, the Bills are going after him. I go, that's like the worst move they could ever make, is getting that guy. He tears down everything he touches. Yes. And that's not the direction the team's going in. There, there's no way they'd go after him. True that. Um, the season finale of Civil War Gold was last Tuesday. <laughs> I missed it. I haven't watched any of it. I got I got tied up in the Netflix 
uh, Medici. What's um, that? Uh, the the uh, European baker, the Italian bakers from Florence that were involved with popes and and well, that sounds interesting. Popal money and papal and money, papal money, and for some reason they have really low cut outfits for the women. Oh, <laughs> count me in. <laughs> Medici. It's amazing. Yeah, Medici. Okay. And Dustin Hoffman is like the father. Is Dustin the father. Hoffman's in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? It was a Netflix original. I've been kind of binging because when I get off work at 1230 and get home at like 115, I don't want to just go to sleep because I know I have to work 16 hours the next day. So I'd like to have a little time for myself. Sure. Understood. Yeah. I know you would. Yeah, I mean, I used to love that lifestyle. <laughs> well, I can't believe you used to drive back from the restaurant to let Ona, oh, Ona, Wiggum. Ona Wiggum. Wiggum to let Wiggum out just to drive back, and I'd be I'd like, take hey, like an hour nap too. Let's go, let's go, you know, let's go have lunch over at CNN Center or something, and, and you'd be like, nope, we're going home. Got to let the dog out. But depending on if Heather was, uh, if Heather was around, I. But that I would still go home and just take an hour nap. You would. You you always wanted to go home. You'd never stay in town. Yeah. No. It was odd. Uh, all right. So Civil War Gold season finale. Did it find gold? One uh, brick. Kinda. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> we don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Well, so they're definitely coming back for a second season. Because Marty Marty said. Well, they so they, you know, I told you last time they dove the wreck. They, found, yes. they thought they found it. It was an, a newer boxcar. Yes. Then they find a, yes. another one. They dive it. Then he gets hurt. So they called in John Chatterton to dive it. <laughs> John and his buddy have a new system, and they find another uh, anomaly down on the floor, and it ends up not being – it ends up being like a big piece of cable. Right. Okay. So they run out of time. They leave. So the janitor and his buddies go back and dive it one more time. But his broken hip? Doctors cleared them. It's been like a week later. They rented their own boat. They went out and dove it again. They found it. They metal detected it and they videoed it, the whole thing. Now, after the fact, they go back and watch the video and they think they found a brick. Did they? Well, we don't know. How do you end the season not knowing if you found a Because they, it was basically, at that point, it was like September. Wow. And so they, you know, they can't really dive Lake Michigan at that point because right. the weather's changing. Um, but they're, they're going back and re- reviewing the video and they see this 90 degree angle sticking out wow. and they think that's a gold brick, but it could be, come on, this is a, just the same crap that they do. Um, but, but they rated, they, they, um, metal detected it. They got all the high pings again for gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so they presented all this to Marty Lagina and they're going to investigate into what they need to do to dive it and uh what's it called uh salvage salvages well you have to usually have to permit salvage right well they've got to get all the permits in place from i don't know if that's international waters or if that's michigan waters i i don't think there's any international lake michigan water doesn't lake michigan touch canada at some point or no lake michigan doesn't Oh, because of the Upper Peninsula. But even Lake Superior is, there's no international, only Canada or U.S. 
Like China can't drive their boat up the No, Niagara. no, but yeah, no, no, but, that's right. <laughs> but I don't know if they have to go to Canada to get a permit or they need to go to the United States to get a permit to 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 salvage that. Right. Well, I probably, think because it's so close to the shore, it's got to be Michigan, right? Yes. Or US. Yeah. <laughs> no, but does Lake Michigan touch Canada or no? Does Lake Michigan touch Canada? No. Is that the only Great Lake that doesn't? Um, Erie and Erie, on, Erie, Erie Oh yeah, Ontario, the southern tip. Of Erie and Ontario, Ontario both do. Okay, let's. No, um, the whole north side of Erie touches Canada. Yeah, that well, that's the southern part of Ontario. Yes, that Erie is is on the map. Does Huron? Uh, yeah, it's on the north side of Ontario. On, Ontario. Yeah, that'd be... Are you surprised they know all Thunder Bay? Thunder Bay. The Flaming Gates from Thunder Bay? <laughs> Dude, we are going to do a podcast in Thunder Bay someday. Matt Murray lives there. Does No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he's from there. <laughs> he doesn't own a sod farm there. But. Oh, did you hear the, the terrible news? Jordan Stahl had a, a couple crazy things, like... Jordan Stahl had a, his him and his wife had a baby and she died. He or she died mm. like like a month or two in. Really? And then Eric Carlson, the the guy I was talking about maybe a month ago that I thought was going to get traded. Yeah. Him and his wife. He does the gender reveal. Does a hockey puck hits it. It's a boy, and the baby's born stillborn. It's terrible. It's terrible news. Meds. Even when you have a new child, a lot of times you keep, yeah. keep stuff under wraps. Lake Michigan would be the only one that doesn't actually. Oh, that's crazy. Because yeah. of the Upper Peninsula? Here, well, Huron goes through, actually, Huron is actually on the uh, is on the north side of that Manitoulin Island. Okay. And so that would technically be, that would be that, that northern part of Ontario also. Hmm. Interesting. So, I think Civil War Gold Bit comes back for another season, and I think they find gold before Oak Island. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't finding... Chris and Uziata, they ain't finding crap. Well, we got to throw the Scott Patton uh, shout-out. He did his uh, first Florida thing Congratulations, Scott, year. on your Tampa or your Florida trip. Did, he, did to, he get rained out on Sunday? Who knows? He posted a weather... Well, he said he didn't take many picks, but there were a lot of picks. His pink is his beard kept getting lighter and lighter. It was like almost purple when he his got on the beard, plane. His, the, the the white beard creeps me out almost <laughs> as much as the. Pink I beard. think he dyed it white for the pink. Yeah, it's but still like creepy. like when he so Scott, I noticed this as the pictures went on later in the week. Your beard went from almost pinkish purple to light pink. It was super weird. Maybe he was scrubbing it too hard. Maybe the salt was or the sweat was just. Bleeding out the the dye. True. Who knows? Congrats, though. Uh, I'll have to pull his link for donations. Because he is doing one more tour de pink. One more? He's not doing three this year. He's doing two. Oh, really? He's doing Tampa, and I want to say he's doing the Philadelphia one again. Well, And then he was in this weird spot in Maryland where he was always the first custom, first or third customer. I, like your hot dogs that important? He was traveling all over the place. Are hot dogs that important? Oh hey, yeah, be the first customer. Yes. Where have you ever been the first customer for a hot dog? Louis in Buffalo. First customer in? <laughs> Maybe last customer. In that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never went to. I don't think I've ever been to Louis pre midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is the first first last customer. Have I made you a Salem's hot dog? A what? Salem's hot dog? Uh huh. They sell them at Publix. It's the best hot dog in the world. What's the difference between that and 
National Hebrew or no. um, what's the New York one? The say Brett the New York or uh, Coney Island. Say Brett. Say Brett. Well, there's that one, and there's the one for uh, what's the one in Coney Island? Um, Nathan's. Yes. Salem's is a buffalo hot dog made by Rich Foods, and that's the only hot dog you eat in Buffalo. The only. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's fan. I've got some in the freezer. You can get it at Publix. I don't like my hot dogs frozen. I'll buy fresh ones. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. They're fantastic. Next time, maybe the next podcast, I'll make some for you on the grill. All right. Well, I'll do. Then I'll do some Chicago dogs sometimes. No thanks. Why? Because I've had Salem's. I don't need any other hot dog. Dang. Well, doesn't Chicago dog doesn't matter what the dog is. Are those the fat red ones? No, the Chicago dog has more to do with the garnishes. Oh yeah, I'm all about I'm all about top the poppy seeds and the and the tomato and the pickle and the. So you go. There's a place in Buffalo called Louis. There's also Seneca. We'll Texas do a podcast. We'll do a podcast in, Texas, in Buffalo. Hots. Actually, we were going to go up there and do a wing bracket up there. Where we- <laughs> <laughs> Only if we get Tom P involved. <laughs> He's at uh, Buffalo Eats. He runs a, a blog site called Buffalo Eats. It's really good. He did. He did a. He did a wing bracket. It was crazy. They yeah. had like they had like sixty four places. Dang. And I think, but he and did. It, he's got enough. Um, he's got enough people that are on his site that he was able to do like a fan, a fan bracket. Yeah, that you. We we've talked about that one before. So I'll tell you about Luis. Go there after you go to the bars. Chili dogs. Two up. No pickles. <laughs> no pickles. Cheese sauce and onions. Why no pickles? Uh, they're too sweet. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Delicious though. What else we got? That's it. I I got nothing else. Cool. You got anything? Do you, are there any like events coming up that we need to talk about? Well, we got Twilight. Twilight. Twilight coming up April Is that next weekend. It's not this weekend. Next it's weekend. The, yeah. And then Last we have the pro weekend. race, the Kieran pro race coming up May 5th. Okay. Any other um, like charity rides or anything we need? I, I was thinking we might need to do like a segment for local riders that might want to do like. Well, we can do that. Weren't, wasn't reality bikes involved in one? Well, we do the underwear ride in December. I thought there was another one coming up. Uh, well, we do. We do help out uh, in September. Okay. Uh, so we're we're finalizing all of that kind of stuff and those dates. And what about what the do. Reality Bikes Pro Team? Mm, Is there a Pro Team? That no, I'm, we've that, that kind of just that kind of disbanded. Okay. I saw Todd was riding. Yeah. Last week. Yep. He went out and uh, he's been riding some outside. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. Are we going to have him on for Stooges? Yes. Well, he's what dying are, to come what on. is going to be the first Stooges? Oh, stage one. Of the tour. Yeah. Or we could do the night before. Or do you want to do the... What about the Giro? Are we just going to leave that out? No, we were going to... I thought we'd do... I think we talked about this every three or four days. Just like last year. Yeah. We're not going to do any other races. We can do the Volta too if you want, but it's kind of burnout. Yeah. Agreed. I don't have any time. <laughs> the, tour, the tour just like zaps it out of you. By the time you finish the tour podcast... Tampa up, one nothing. Woo! Oh, nice goal. That's nice. That's a good tipping. Okay. So that does it for episode 36 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. If you like this, 
uh, podcast and you listen to us every week, like Chris Annunziata or Scott Patton or any of the people on the East Point Trek Club team, Kevin O'Donnell, <laughs> Kevin O'Donnell on his long 90-mile rides, <laughs> or you're new to the podcast, like the Georgia Tech cycling, <laughs> team? cycling team or Nick who, Luther. That, or Nick that. Luther, yeah. Um, who we might have on soon? Uh, we've got a list of people we got to start working on getting on I know. the show. Well, like the wing, wing bracket, we need to get. We got to get the wing bracket. Jeez, that's been sitting for three months. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're kind if of. We don't have time. We don't have time. Yeah, that's true. All right. So if you like this, tell your friends. <laughs> Quit playing with your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this, tell your friends. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes or Podbean or Google, Google Play Plus, Google whatever. Play, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, but tell your friends. Have them listen. We love doing this podcast. We love doing it for free. We like getting together and drinking a few beers. <laughs> so pretty amazing how this happens. Um, if you have questions or comments for us, you Please, can find uh, us on social media. Underscore. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> uh, Barman and Bebo podcast on Facebook. Uh, Mike Barman or Michael Barman, Michael Vandera on on Facebook. On Twitter, Mike Barman at underscore Coach Barman. Scott Patton at underscore the President Bevo and Barman <laughs> podcast. Barman and Bevo podcast number one fan. <laughs> he threw the underscore in there, which I love. Yeah, and his, his handle is like the President, which is even better. <laughs> Scott, you need to put a picture. Yes. Without the white or pink beard, please. <laughs> it just needs to be something crazy. Like Fletch. And then... The, <laughs> six, what is it? Six three? No, it should be John Candy six. from Vacation. Yes. <laughs> that should be the profile yes. thing. Scott, get on that. Sorry, folks. Park's <laughs> closed. closed. <laughs> um... On Twitter, at underscore Coach Barman, at Bevo8771. I believe my account is now public. Woo! I don't know how it got private, but I, Scott and I have worked it out. We fixed it. Good for you guys. And I believe our Twitter handle is at Barman, the letter N, Bevo, pod. We're on LinkedIn. I can't believe you haven't recorded this so you can just hit one button and it scrolls it through. It's more fun this way. It's more natural. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll do this again next week? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that does it for episode 36. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode for you. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve. Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more Than the law will allow
don't understand They keep a show in my hands And not my face on TV 